This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, I have Lou with me from the Anxiety Project. She is an anxiety and confidence coach. Welcome, Lou. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. It's awesome to have you. Um, So I'm super excited about our conversation today. Anxiety is something that affects a lot of people in a whole different, load of different ways. It's it's affected me in my own life. Um, And we're going to kind of delve into what you do and how you help others, um, I guess, deal and overcome with anxiety. But first, I want everyone to get to know a little bit more about you, who you are. So do you want to give us a brief summary of, I guess, like where it all started for you in regards to your journey with anxiety? Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm i in Perth, Western Australia, and I'm a mum of two little boys. And I didn't realise how bad my anxiety was until I got out, I say, you know, get out the other side. And it's just, I had anxiety for as long as I could know, as long as I I can remember and I was just such a a people pleaser and attention seeker like growing up um, I had a very kind of disjointed upbringing um, moving from different school to different schools Um, I call myself like a, a job slut like I just went from job to job to job I could just never find that thing to fulfill me and I just always wanted more and I you know, loved to party, loved to play sport. I was just an absolute goer. And I, I still am, but I realised I just wasn't happy. And even though I had all the things and I was doing all the things, I, you know, my anxiety got worse and worse and worse. I actually went into about four years of depression and it was just horrendous and I just, I just lost everything, every feeling. I just, you know, if anyone that's experienced depression, I, I describe it as you just, you're so numb. It's like the opposite to anxiety. You're so numb, you know, in every way that you can't even feel and you don't even know what's happening. And this point was a huge, this was this moment where I was like, I need, a, I need help because I can't even feel. And I'm like a big feelings person. And so I reached out to a psychologist, to my GP and got the plan and went to different psychologists and started to chat. And so I did this for over, over, over a decade um, on medication, changing my lifestyle, you know, stopping you know, the parting, changing what I'm eating, you know, all of the things that they say you need to do to you know, feel better, um, but nothing was really working. And so it actually made me feel crazier. I felt like I must be that fucked up that this stuff isn't actually working for me, you know. Mm. And it was so hard because I, I was like, but this is, these are the things you need to do to get better, you know, to get better type thing. Mm. 
and nothing was working. I'm, I'm going to so, yeah. I'm going to interrupt yeah. you because I have a question, and that question yeah. is: is you spoke about almost being overly productive when you were younger, so always feeling the need to be busy and to be doing yeah. something. Because what I want to yeah. touch on is that a lot of people you know, only think anxiety is the person that's in the corner shaking, having a panic attack, but that's not necessarily how anxiety manifests in different individuals. So I'd love to know what did anxiety look like for you and how did you manage that or how did it show up in your life? Anxiety was like, it was like a limb. It was who I was is how I can explain it. I, you it, I I was a people pleaser. I was an overanalyzer. I was an investigator. I, um, you know, I was I had to do five hundred things. I had to be the planner. I was the go to person. I was the I was the holder of all things. I put my hand up for everything. Oh, it was just like go 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 go. And everyone's like, you got so much energy. You love doing this. You're putting out your hand. I was like, yeah yeah yeah. You know, and I didn't realize how what I was doing was just distracting myself, masking masking the deeper stuff, but it's because I didn't know where to start or what to do. So I knew that if I was doing all the things and saying yes to all the things and keeping myself distracted and that go-to person, and I genuinely loved it, but it was so exhausting and I knew that, you know, inside I wasn't happy. You know, but it was all I had known was to to do all the things to you know, just completely overtake my life in in doing the things, finding the next thing. But the fulfillment was not there. Mm. You know, I, I'd never stop to celebrate. You know, because I, you know, I would the anxiety would come in, and be like, you can't celebrate because then you up yourself, or then you're selfish, and then. Yeah, so it was just the the anxiety ate the anxiety, and it was just and I call you know the overanalyzing, the people pleasing, the overthinking. I call that like anxiety's mates. So it's like anxiety, and then all these mates are in the background, just waiting, you know, yeah. <laughs> waiting to come for the ride. Yeah, it's almost like it, and it looks like from someone on the outside that you're actually a high achiever. So you know, yeah. here you are accomplished doing all of these things and achieving a lot and people can look at that and actually think that that person is really killing it in life when in fact exactly what you said is it's a mask and it's so funny you say that Lou because I really really resonate with that it's only in my adult years that I recognize that as a child I was actually very anxious and as an adolescent as well through my teenage years And that manifested in wanting to be the best. So wanting to um, always achieve because I felt like through that I would be valuable and I would be wanted. And it's kind of like through achievements and doing, 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 we think, oh, that's what's going to give us fulfillment because from that, that's when we're enough. And the issue is, is that you can achieve so much in your life you will never feel more fulfilled through those achievements. It needs to come from an internal place where we strip all of that away and we recognise that regardless of what we achieve in our life, what we look like, you know, um, what others think of us, we're enough because that's what we believe about ourselves. 
Totally. Yeah, you've, you've completely nailed it. And I think what I realised was we never stop to learn who we are. You know, we, we're born, we're in life, we're, you know, we, we can't really control our surroundings or our upbringing or anything like that. And then we turn, we get to a point where just like we start living our life and trying to fit in and trying to, you know, I say, fit in with the Joneses, you know, trying to do all the things and, and be seen as this person. But you know, who are we? Like how do we know that this stuff, you know, lights us up or fills our cup? And it doesn't, but it's that outside view of, of, you know, wanting to be somebody, wanting to feel like we belong. And so the anxiety is like inside, like shaking you going, like I, I kind of explain it as like this thing inside you saying like, this isn't you, you know, ah, you know, and that's where, where the anxiety eats the anxiety and then it triggers and it's just this cycle. I call it the overwhelm anxious shitstorm cycle. It's just this cycle of, you know, mess inside your head. And in order to stop the mess, you need to understand where it came from and what it is. Yeah, and that's what I was learning that I, when I was seeing all this psychologist and doing all the things, why is it helping me? Because I was trying to fit these things onto something that I didn't know. So I needed to find myself in order to know what was going to support me and work for me. Because each and every one of us is so different, right? Absolutely. I think the hard bit about that and the reason why I I think men definitely suffer with anxiety, but I think a lot of females suffer with it in the way of people pleasing and just doing. I think that's that's very common among women. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so much easier to do that than to stop and actually deal with the root cause because... That's the hard stuff when you've got to look in the mirror, face yourself and not like what you see and know Mm -hmm. that no matter how much you try and compensate in different areas of your life, unless you stop and you actually reflect on really the deep-seated issues that you have, it actually just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Totally. And you know, and it transfers, you know, to the gen- next generations. And I am a huge advocate for, you know, for us needing to break the cycle. We now, I feel, need to do the deep work for the next generations. And you know, it's going to just be this incredible flow and effect because you have stronger, more authentic connections and relationships. Yeah, and that, like, I think the, one of the biggest pandemics in the world at the moment is loneliness. And it's because we don't have that you know, authentic connection, that vulnerable, open connection. But we can't get that if we actually don't know ourselves because we don't know what's being authentic or not. So we can't get vulnerable. If we get vulnerable, you know, that's when anxiety comes in and you have the vulnerability hangovers and, you know. And so I think you know, this is like... We need to make the deep work normal. Like it's hard, but it's life-changing and it will be world-changing for the generations. Absolutely, yeah, couldn't agree more. I'm just thinking 
it's it's I mean that's the answer right that is the answer is actually doing the deep work but it's a lot harder in theory to actually do that because I think two things need to happen number one you need to be self-aware of the fact that your behavior is actually induced by anxiety and it's not just you like you spoke about it being your identity and once again that really resonates with me because I was the same right I'm a perfectionist that's who I am. Well, no, I have perfectionist tendencies because I have severe anxiety about not being enough, right? So, okay, once I realize that, then I need to start doing the work on who I am as a person and why do I not value myself? Why do I feel like I need to set these unrealistic expectations for myself, which I continuously can't meet? And then that affects my confidence and it be this horrible cycle, right? So there's that you need to become aware of it and then secondly you actually need to do it which is hard so that's a really big decision i guess for you what supports did you have in place or what was the thing that actually helped you to do the hard work guys I'm just interrupting this conversation because I want to let you know about a really cool resource I've created for you. If you head to the show episode notes, I have for you a free macro table swap guide. This is going to show you how much protein, fats, and carbohydrates are in lots of different foods, how much you would need to eat of each food to get a certain amount of protein or fats or carbohydrates, how you can switch things out and have alternatives for certain foods. I also made this vegan friendly as well. Well, so make sure you pop your details in. I'm going to email you a copy of the macro table swap guide and let me know how you go with it. Also, if you would be kind enough to leave us a rating and review and make sure you hit the follow button, that would be awesome. Okay, back to the conversation. I think because I had done all the things and I know that I'm you're a very determined, passionate person. I, yeah, and so I guess I, I tapped into that strength that I felt confident in to, to be like, I'm going to find what this thing is that is stopping me from living my life. I'm sick of caring about the small shit. I need to find what's stopping me because all these other mechanisms didn't. And I was going to therapy you know and I'm a huge advocate for all modalities in terms of therapy because we're at different points in our mental health journeys and they they're needed but I got to this point where I was going and kind of trying to find you know bad stuff to talk about or stuff like I and I realized I wasn't getting honest with myself because my anxiety got in the way with someone else you someone else there now I thought in my head oh they're going to take me away in a white van they're going to put a black you know I'm, I'm that crazy I can't tell them what's actually going on in my head but it was that inner inner self where I'm like each and every one of us we know ourselves the best and the most so yeah like you said we have to do that deep work and get through that discomfort but if you think about anything hard you've done in your life and you what you've gained out of that shit, like out of the hard, difficult, challenging stuff in your life. You've gained more in strength, in resilience, in adaptability than not going through hard stuff. And so it was my inner kind of drive and determination to like 
want to be a better mom, you know, the best mom that I can be, the best version of myself, but authentic. I wanted to be me and own it. Mm. So I didn't have external, like, I, and that's why I do what I do because I, there needs to be that person I feel from a lived experience that can share stories so you can get that connection so people can open up and start getting vulnerable and getting honest with themselves because then they don't feel alone if someone else is doing it. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? That's a very long answer to your question. It absolutely (laughs) does. And I just can't help but think about the girls that we work with and a lot of the listeners of this show who their anxiety has manifested in their appearance and them trying to control the way that they look through their nutrition, through exercise and placing a tremendous amount of value on who they are as a person by what they look like. Right. And it is anxiety. And when they come to us, usually they're at the point where they are sick and tired of doing the same thing and getting no results and being miserable. And do you know what? It's really hard to make that change. And a lot of the girls in our program, we, we, we need to work on their mindset. We need to, you know, potentially look at their habits around nutrition and look at their habits around training and change them. And that's really uncomfortable, especially when you've used those things as a way to mask, once again, your anxiety, right? Um, And it's about having to face face the ugly stuff yeah. which is really yeah. difficult but that's where that's where contentment is you know when we yeah. no longer need to mask when we no, no longer need to rely on external validation to be able to be the best versions of ourselves and actually become our own best friend yes yeah totally and I think you know you we you knew that self-compassion needs to come in because we have been this person for so long with these masks and you know when I talked about that was my identity you know a lot of you know something that I ask is like are you scared of losing your anxiety because what are you without it and that's what I had to come to a huge realization for myself because I thought that you're all these you if no one likes me now if I don't even like like what if what I find underneath this is what stops people they're like what if that's worse than what I feel now? Mm. But if you think about like what it is, it's an education process. You are learning the deeper whys. When you know that deep stuff, that gives you that freedom and that choice to make the change because you understand it. Yeah. You, it's this understanding part, and that's what I've learned when you do the deep work. It's scary as anything, but when you start connecting your why this is why that is that's why I react that's my trigger it becomes curiosity and that curiosity because you start seeing the benefit of understanding who you are and why you're triggered in certain ways so you can be more confident in being like wow I know that that was based back here I don't need that anymore I can do this you know so it boosts that inner confidence in in being able to make that big step yeah yeah I love it I think um what's really important as well as you're talking I was thinking about defining really what anxiety is and Mm. a lot of it is just fear and control Mm. you know it's just a rational fear and these beliefs that we've told ourselves year in year out 
that if, you know, we don't have control of certain aspects of our life, if we don't react certain ways, if we don't continue with unhealthy, these particular unhealthy habits, then maybe the whole world's going to cave in and, you know, we're going to lose all control of everything because let's be honest, like life is hard. It is hard and it is scary because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know if the relationship that we are in is going to end. We don't know what's going to happen with our health. We don't know whether we're going to get into the university degree that we want. Like we, we just have zero control over so much. And it's yeah. so much easier to fall into a pattern of believing that if we can control certain aspects of our life and our behavior, that somehow we'll hold on to that so tightly that that's going to keep us safe. That's going to keep us, that's going to help us, you know, if things go upside down, right? When in fact, it's all lies. But yeah. sometimes we're not even aware of those thoughts and those fears that we have that are irrational that actually aren't truth. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's it's stuff that we have attached to in our early upbringing. Mm. But you know, back then we didn't have the life experience, we didn't have the understanding, and also our parents didn't have the understanding. They were brought up in this, what I like to call like the box, and it's you know, you're a man, you're a woman, you're a woman, you do this, this, and this, you're a man, you do this, this, and this, and shut up about that and don't say that. And so they actually didn't have the tools to teach us you know, how to manage our emotions and what's what. And so we, we've attached to these meanings and feelings and fears back here. And as we've grown up, we've put what I like to call it, the mask, the barriers, the layers, and they just get thicker and thicker and thicker because we're protecting ourselves. But that's stuff we don't need anymore, you know, but it, we can't let go of it until we understand why it's there. And that's where the deep work comes in, you know, understanding like I don't need this anymore because it actually isn't protecting me at all. It's hindering me from actually living and mm. being in the moment, mm. you know. And I, there's this quote, you know, that I, I it's in my head now where it, when, I, when I read it. Was, it wasn't a quote. It was um, this, this guy I was talking about how, if you could go back and take away all the bad, hard, challenging stuff in your life, you had a wish and you could just go and take that all away. But along with it, you had to take every lesson you learnt, every person you met, every opportunity it gave you. You had to take all of that away with it. Would you go back and change anything and take anything away? You know, and because these hard things, and I, I share this because when you're doing the deep work, it's uncomfortable, it's hard. But at the end of it, you know, there's going to be this, this lesson, this growth, this confidence that you will gain, this understanding, and you, you can get through hard things. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't do that stuff, um, and I know you you touched on your story of, I guess, just continuing in this cycle of feeling anxious, which led to depression. And I have also experienced that in my life where I've tried to suppress hurt and fear in my life, lived highly anxious, and it's exhausting. And you get to a point where 
your mind and your body gets really tired and it actually can't continue to function that way and something has to give. And usually, you know, that'll that'll show itself in illness in the body and it'll show itself in depression where you your mind is just unable to to constantly be living in this state of feel, feeling like you're walking on eggshells around, you know, in your life with everything, yeah. you know, this yeah. highly strung um, person you become, your mind just can't keep that up. And, oh, I mean, ideally you, you kind of want to be able to work on the deep stuff before you get to that point because, you know, once depression hits, you know, and like yeah. you were saying, you feel so numb, it's really hard to motivate yourself to do the deep work because mm-hmm. you can hardly motivate yourself to get out of bed in the morning, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah totally. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's really difficult. So I guess like, you know, early intervention and recognizing this. And that's, I guess, the hope of this conversation is that people listening can go recognize that maybe the behavior that they have in their life that they think is just them maybe that's actually them masking anxiety that they have and that they can start to work on the deep stuff before it gets to a point where it just compounds and becomes too much of a big issue. Totally, yeah, exactly. And it's all in that, like you just said, being aware of yourself and your actions. And and I realised my coping mechanisms were also about blaming and you know, I'd label it, oh, well, that's that and that's that because I, that's all I'd kind of known because I had this anger and resentment and sadness from when I was young that I was taking with me and it's, you know, those moments where you have those days and it's just like everything's going wrong and you're just like, rah, and you, those days can also tick and spiral out into, into a hot mess really. But being, being aware and catching yourself and taking a moment to you know, maybe bring in what I like to call like an, your evidence list of where you're at and celebrating you know, shit in your life, that's, that's, that matters. And you know, I talk about you know, what actually matters to us and the majority of the time people don't know what makes them happy and part where I was at in my breaking point was a few comments and i would be say, you know, you're so, you can't be content. Like, why are you always wanting this? And I'd like, well, it's okay to have, it's okay to have dreams and goals and I'm allowed. And I was so defensive, but I caught myself and I was like, hang on a second. Yeah. Why, why do I want more? And I think there's a difference between masking wanting more to distract and being driven and passionate and achieving goals. And I realized I didn't even know who I was and what makes me happy. So how can the outside world and the people around me support me in being happy? You know, I realised I was blaming other people and other things, but you need to find that in you first. So I always ask the question of do you know who you are and do you know what truly makes you happy? Mm. Finding out about yourself and that comes with actually learning to like yourself in yeah. all of your 
failures and shortcomings because we all have them (laughs) you know and you can try and hide them as much as you want and think that achieving you know I don't know a certain income or a certain body or friendships or relationships is going to fulfill you and it is not let me tell you that right now you can be that I mean we even look for at examples of people that are quote-unquote successful in the world actors actresses singers you know who are top of their game have incredible fame incredible wealth and we know time and time again, unfortunately, those people are very susceptible to mental health issues and yeah. it goes to show that you can have it all, but if you don't have that internal contentment and happiness, mm. it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, That's right, yeah. Lou, Not I would love for you to talk about, I guess, what you do. So obviously your business has been um, birthed out of your own experience, which I love. Um, yeah. So what do you do today and how do you help women and people overcome anxiety? So I have a mastermind and I take take people through the exact steps that I took to, to find that freedom and inner confidence and not have anxiety control your life. And it's all through my lived experience. So it's me sharing my journey, my story, and it's nothing to do with the traditional stuff that's out there. And, you know, it's supporting people in finding their truth, finding who they are and really understanding their own story. And for me, it's about sharing this message and inspiring people that they can do it themselves. But I want to inspire parents now especially to do the work for their kids um, I have so many people come to me with their kids. You know, my, my child's got anxiety, like, what do I do? And the first question I ask is, you know, you know, what have you done for yourself? And they're like, oh, no, 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 it's not me. And I'm like, no, but as a kid, as, as a human being, every single one of us wants the same thing. We want to be loved. We want to feel like we belong. We want to be heard. We want to feel like we're contributing to something. It's not the big fancy stuff. It's not being the top of the football league. It's not, you know what I mean? And so what we need to do and this, you know, the message I want to share and shout from the rooftops is we need to you know, learn about ourselves so we can connect authentically with the kids, with the next generation so that you know, they don't have you know, the, the, the scary you know, impact of mental health what where where it's going we need to start educating our kids on emotions on authenticity and you so i i share my story it's a lived experience story and i feel stories is what connects i want to help people feel less alone in the mind shit storms and because there wasn't that there when i needed it at the most I still felt really crazy and alone and scared and nothing was helping so I take people through this mastermind um, I'm I'm launching my my first mastermind for guys and because it's the exact steps there's that won't ever change but it can be for anybody that's suffering I want to get into schools because we need to share this message that we can do it internally you know Love it, Lou. I just can see the passion within you and 
the vibe is just amazing. You are so vulnerable and I think you're right. Vulnerability is the key and it can be really scary to be vulnerable, but there's an immense amount of power in that, especially when you own your story. I always say like vulnerability is only scary when you haven't detached, I suppose, from the experience that you're you're sharing. So negative experiences in our lives we can just take them as an experience and not view them as who we are, you know, mm-hmm. failures that we think yeah. we are. So when you detach and you go, hey, this is an experience, yeah, vulnerability is an incredibly powerful thing and I absolutely love that. So if anyone's wanting to find where you are, your content is amazing, by the way. Where can oh, we find you? you? Where's the best place to catch you? Uh, Instagram, so yeah, the dot anxiety project, and I've also got a podcast which is the Getting Vulnerable podcast. So awesome. you'll hear me getting vulnerable on all topics. So awesome. yeah, Instagram's where I hang out, and please come, yeah, come say hello, and yeah, get vulnerable with me because, but honestly, vulnerability will save lives, and you, it'll create stronger connections. It'll support more people, help people feel less alone. So you know, that's something that I think we can all start slowly embracing, even though it's hard and uncomfortable. The rewards just outweigh everything. Couldn't agree more. And I'll make sure to pop all of the links to your social media and your podcast in the podcast notes. Thanks again, Lou. I really appreciate it. I've really loved our chat. <laughs>